The first step in getting closer to God is to realize that you need to or that you want to. And the second step in getting closer to God is to realize that it's possible. I want to encourage you to check out my book, Getting Closer to God, Anthologies from the Forefront Trilogy, Book 2. I think this will really be helpful to you in your pursuit of the Lord and help you understand what I learned over the first 30 plus years of my life as a believer, as a minister, and as a missionary in uh, a lot of the countries of the earth. Check it out. Anthologies from the Forefront, Book 2, Getting Closer to God. It's on Amazon. Welcome to From the Forefront, an FX Missions podcast. Stories about courageous souls who felt the call of missions and obeyed. Hi, Scott McClellan here with your FX Missions from the forefront. We are back together again with Caleb and and with Pat. Hey, guys. Hey. So what the hop? So what the hop? Hop. I I, I got to get that hop. I got to get that right. You're yeah, you master. <laughs> well, I I you know it's like that one guy who. You know, never did something before, and first try, he gets it. Uh, beginner's luck, I think they call that. Thank you, guys. You're very complimentary. And uh, right. thanks for joining us uh, again. We had a session last time where we kind of ran out of time, a previous session. So if you're hearing this with me, Caleb, and Pat in Chiang Mai, Thailand, you uh, you can go back and listen a little more to Pat's testimony, what he's been doing in the uh, youth detention centers uh, all over one region of Thailand. And, of course, Caleb's a longtime friend as well from uh, the great white north of the United States. Mm-hmm. I think it snowed in Chicago yesterday. Can you believe that? That's what I saw on the interwebs. Wow. Yes. The unrelenting winter. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. We're burning up here, so well, it's four. Yes. It's forty degrees centigrade in Thailand today, I guess. Wow. Well, thanks, guys, for being on you here. You know what else we like hot besides our spouses? Uh, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a joke. That's what are you talking joke. about? My coffee here is not as hot as it should be. So, and it's of course morning here and at night for you guys. Thanks for. Getting on the twelve-hour rotation here with me, I, I uh, appreciate you guys staying up. I know you're young and vibrant, <laughs> and uh, we'll be up for several hours, uh, even toward midnight. But uh, here I am, first thing in the morning. Thanks for thanks for jumping in. We're going to talk a little bit about some of what you guys are doing, and I know that you know we we talked previously about Pat's testimony, how he came to Jesus after planning and execution. Thank you, Lord. That didn't happen. And then he uh, got connected with the folks in the youth detention facilities in Thailand by the Lord's leading. And now as that thing's matured some, you guys are working to provide sort of a a path or an on-ramp for guys who are getting out of the youth detention facility. What can they do going forward? And as a result of this, you got a coffee effort going. Yes, sir. Okay, so let's jump right in there. I understand that Thailand has some of the best coffee available. Am I right? I believe it is. 
Could be the best, but not many people heard about <laughs> Thai coffee. It could. That is very well rendered, Pat. You could be an advertising executive somewhere. <laughs> I think <laughs> that is very well said. Yeah, and I think the commitment to improving quality year by year among Thai producers is is only increasing. So it has a bright future ahead. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So how did this coffee, tell me a little bit about how you guys got going. How did this thing become an idea and how has it developed since then? I'm guessing it started with a person or a few of the young people were headed back or were getting out of the detention facility. What happened? The thing is like the location that I've been working, working at is called area seven which is looking out for the youth who walk on the wrong path on the eight northern province of Thailand. Chiang Rai, Nang, Lampur, Lampang, and Chiang Mai. So some of these people are tribal. Some of them are Akha tribal, Mong, Lahu. These people, they know how to farm. Okay. But now okay. um, their farming way of life has been changing. Okay. Like before, these people learn how to live in the forest, you know, like grow different kind of crop. But now with like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like people like oh, uh, multinational agricultural conglomerates. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay so these these kind of people just like go tell them go corn yeah the corn mm-hmm. has only feed animals Ooh. so what they do is like they have to go cut down everything that they grow and grow this one crop which is causing right. to be uh, the hell is become not as good as before because they have used a lot of chemical and mm. they only go grow one thing and they cannot eat that corn that they grow because it's meant to be feeding animals. Right. So what happened is like the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Mm. So after that, they got in debt. So they have to sell drugs, they have to do human trafficking. They have to start be uh, higher gun, but when when I met some of those people, some of them still their family actually growing coffee on the mountain oh. because coffee has yes. to grow on like the altitude of mm-hmm. higher altitude, higher altitude. Yeah. So right. But when I met these people, I realized that hey, these people have like a gift that the Lord provide because I believe mm. that God create coffee mm. for us to consume. Can I get an amen? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but before, when these people, when they grow coffee, they cannot sell. And the middleman come in and buy the coffee for really cheap, mm-hmm. you know, and come into the city and sell them for really expensive. Mm-hmm. I believe that is, I, I call it injustice. Yeah. You know, so... And when I, when I met Caleb, he always drinking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that that's the really full scope picture of the story. I was going to say it all started with addiction, like every challenging journey. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So I, yeah, I've been drinking coffee for a long time and kind of a bit of a, a snob. Well, I wasn't going to say anything, Caleb, but <laughs> thank you for saying that. <laughs> so me and Caleb, I think maybe a couple of years ago. Started talking about it. So every time I go, Caleb will provide me with coffee, you know, and then I'll get to talk to some of my boys. Caleb been like, go up the mountains and stuff. So I said, you know what, some of my boys in the youth prison actually growing coffee. Yeah. Mm. So I say 58, you know, it's about how the the true fasting and fall fasting, the one that God talking about that, the true fasting that God wants is about to bring the justice, to give people new life, to give them the, uh, the new way of life, like break the injustice. Mm-hmm. So... Let's, we, we just come up with we just like random random talk, but I don't think it's random talk. I think it's mm-hmm. called like divine appointment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes. about why don't we use the coffee as one of the tool, one of the way mm-hmm. to change life? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think I had been studying coffee production in Thailand, becoming friends with different of the kind of coffee producers and roasters and cafe owners here and learning a lot as this path that Pat just described was unfolding. And as Pat was discovering more and more of the boys in the detention centers were having these problems that he described. He, yeah, he just kind of started pitching the idea and we started talking about it. We started learning more, visiting farms, started roasting at home about a year ago. And then we just kind of came to a point where we said it's time we gotta we gotta go after this. So Pat started pitching the idea to the guys in the detention center, and more and more were interested, saying, "Hey, I have coffee. Hey, I have coffee." And it was kind of like giving them a fresh perspective on what is possible. I can't remember when we actually went and did that first visit, but. Uh, We've been able now to go and visit a number of guys who have come out of the detention center, have been a part of Pat's discipleship program here at his his farm, and have since returned to their villages. And And what we've been able to do is go check in on them, visit their farms, see what their current production is, buy beans from them above market rate, and then connect with their community and, and kind of say to the community, hey, we trust this guy. And we want to partner with your community to see coffee developed. And so what we're trying to do is turn guys who who used to be drug mules into community leaders who have knowledge about coffee production and are able to be respected members and leaders in their community. So far, it's been really exciting with the villages we've got to visit and the investment that we've got to make. And the coffee we've got to buy. <laughs> yeah. So. And drink. And drink. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, let, let me just, I, I want to kind of paint this picture uh, a little more broadly so that we don't, we make sure we not lose any of the context. So in these more remote parts of Northern Thailand, the people, these tribal people who are used to having agriculture as a way of life, the multinationals uh, over time have kind of moved into their area and and caused uh, what was be a normal way of life to be lost 
with their cash crop approach to farming, yes. which has forced a lot of these young people to turn to a life of crime and and end up leaving these remote parts of the country and finding themselves in the city mm-hmm. in some kind of a bad way of life and, and a life of crime, sort of as a consequence of their normal way of life being destroyed or, or, you know, broken down. And so what you guys are doing is finding these, finding these guys who have completed this process and who are now being detained. You've been ministering to them, introducing them to Jesus. And in that process, they have resources, talents, skills, and connections in these smaller communities who have access to this coffee where it's being grown. And so you're reconnecting them to an opportunity there and perhaps a resurgence of something more like their life, the way of life before. Am I seeing this clearly? That was perfect. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. I think just I would have an addition. The monocropping is one of many factors. There's inadequate access to quality education cultural factors, the long-lasting drug trafficking in the region back in the days when opium was produced and now methamphetamines. So there's, it's, it's a multi-layered thing that drive it. But yeah, what you described as yeah, reconnecting them to the resources that were already there, I think is a great uh, statement. Mm. And they just need that fresh Holy spirit perspective of what God can do through them in their villages. Mm-hmm. That that's that is super cool, and no thanks for. I, I I think it's no surprise to those who know you, Caleb. You're going to throw in something about education. Oh yeah, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but thanks. That truly, I think one of the things that the Holy Spirit wants to do in His efforts among men is to give us our dignity, give dignity to us. Amen. You know, yes. because we are we are created in the image of God. Obviously. You know, the Holy Spirit's leading us to Jesus, who's wanting to introduce us to that renewed opportunity to have a relationship with the Father. And all of this is giving us dignity all along the way. But it goes goes down to even to that point to where we labor and do something in service to others that is done in a dignified way or in a way that is uh, an expression of the Lord's goodness. And so we enter more fully in to uh, the redemptive work of the Holy Spirit. This is powerful what you guys are doing. I also saw something I wanted to ask you guys about. Were you recently on a trip? Because I think I saw a French press and a photo. I'm not sure if it was Instagram or where it was. That's Instagram. Mr. Okay, the power. On Instagram. So, yeah. So talk to us a little bit about that picture. So obviously I didn't introduce it very completely, but... Were you guys recently traveling and you're on a farm? Yep. And, and what what was in that picture? Make it like we were there. Can you? Yeah. Go first. All right. So I'll let Pat talk about the story of the guy that we were visiting. But we went to a village and that we uh, bought some coffee. And then we brought a little roaster up with us and we roasted the coffee there with the villagers, with the farmers, with the family. And then we drank the coffee together 
And for some of them, it's really funny. It's like their first time having freshly roasted coffee or even wow. of their own coffee, like the first time they've ever drank their own coffee. And that particular picture was uh, that man there was um, part of the kind of larger extended family uh, that we're connected with there. And he allowed uh, my family and Pat's family to stay in his house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the morning, he was he had prepared. It was great because he had prepared the fire. And the water was already <laughs> boiling when I stumbled out of the house. And, you know, and he had this just wonderful, pleasant warmth about him. This particular family, most of the people don't actually speak a whole lot of Thai. They speak the tribal language, Aha, and then Chinese. So with him, we didn't get to have the <clears throat> uh, language-based communication, but we got to have the presence-based communication of just the being enjoying the fire. It was still cool in the morning. So it was nice to have that. Just enjoying the morning and of course, enjoying the uh, nectar of the gods. But Pat should talk about the, the actual guy that we were visiting. Yes, please. Oh yeah. This guy, his name is Tai. You know, I met him. He was like a big time drug dealer. Oh. So his wife, also a big time drug dealers. They met in the detention center. Ah. So uh, they both get their life to Christ in the detention center. So now they're going back. They told me that they don't want to go into big city, mm. but they have no choice. So these, these mountain people, they don't want to go into big city Yeah. because when they go into big city, like you said, a lot of bad things happen. Yeah. Drugs, prostitution, mm-hmm. a lot of things. But um, they've been searching for a way for them to don't have to come back to the city. So the only way that they know how is like to sell drugs. Right. Or uh, do a human trafficking. Yeah. But now when they go back right now, when we go up there, they were just so happy because now they they can stay in their home with their family and earn income from selling their product. You know, such as coffee, and he want to grow more other thing. Yeah, he said he don't want to burn down his his forest anymore. Yeah, because the more they grow corn, the more they have to burn down the mountain. Right, and when they burn down the mountain, their children become sick of all this pollution. Yes. So what we do, we we not just buying coffee. We are sh- bring them back to their old way of life. Mm-hmm. Bring these people to stay in their home. You know, wish that wish that is, is a is a safe place for them. Yeah. You know, with with their language, with their cultures, with their family. So um, what we do is just like we we not just what's the word he used? Digni- dignity. Dignity. <laughs> we we turn these people that one society see them as uh, nothing. Mm. Because they were sell drugs and stuff, you know, drug dealer. But yeah. now we create them, you know. Now they become value to their community. Yes. You know, when we when we went up there, we bring this guy into his church. You know, he stand up in front of his church. We have like maybe forty people. Everyone, everyone look at him with with a new way. Said yeah. this guy is not just like criminal no more. Now he brings value into our community. Wow. Yeah. You see, so so that's what 
That, that's part of disciple. We, we disciple them, we turn them something from, from dirt. Now we create something beautiful. Yes. And, I, and, I love, yeah. and I love that. I love value because what, I was one those people who see that the world see, see me as person of nothing. Yeah. No value. Yeah. But when Jesus gave me new life, I actually now become someone with value and um, changing the society. So yes, amen. I, I love what I do. I love what we do because we, we actually bring value into people. Yes. And and what happened when when we bring value to people, their product become product of value. So mm. our coffee, I believe, is not just have the quality. Is have value of coffee that changed life, you know. And um, yes. like most of the coffee uh, buyer, they will concentrate on buy the product as cheap as they can, and turn yeah. around and sell it as much as they can because that's not that that is normal business. Mm-hmm. But like right. Caleb mentioned earlier, that we give these people above. Market rate above the market rate, uh-huh. right? Yes, because we see that that product have value. The value because these people changing the way of life, and that is priceless. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And I think absolutely, you go and work a harvester too. You also understand that the market rate's a little bit too low. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I've I've had the the full experience on the like the the. The full coffee experience, what do they call it? Field to uh, yeah. tasting. Yeah. Field to cup. Yeah. I've had that full experience. I've carried the beans down the side of the mountain and I've done some of that stuff. So I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So after we buy this coffee from these people, the the value, I believe the value of the coffee increased because when we bring this coffee into my village, what we do because in my village, we have a lot of seasoning people, seasoned people. Seasonal, seasonal work, seasonal labor, right? No, like okay, yeah, yeah no, yeah. seasons citizen. Oh, all people. Oh, senior citizens. Yeah. Senior citizens. They all okay, yeah. Seasonal labor based yeah. around the harvest because of rice. <laughs> I don't want to call people old, so I like you know people. <laughs> nice in their life. Yes, gotcha. So nice. This. Seasoned people, I call them seasoned people. Uh-huh. Yeah. They have no work. So what we do, we, we bring our coffee and we let these people come uh, grade our coffee and we pay them four times above what most people are paying people to grade coffee. Mm. So what happened is like we are willing to just, it's not about money, you know, it's right, about right. value. The less money, the profit, we made is actually make our coffee become more value because it's right. affecting more life. You see, and, and I love mm-hmm. that. I love that about blessing people. That's why we do what we do is to bless people and um, to bring value to to people and to the coffee. You know, and um, mm-hmm. and, and Caleb is pretty good with learning new information. So next year we plan to go up to the mountain when they start picking the berries, the coffee. So Caleb probably going to give them 
better way of making that product become even better toward the quality. So mm-hmm. it's very exciting thing to do, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I think that we've got a something here that we should point out or emphasize. And I I think this is sometimes where people in the West and people in different parts of the world get off track. We we look at these kinds of things and we see economic opportunity. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of our can become our main thing if we're not careful. And then in the process, we devalue yeah. the people yeah. in pursuit of the economics. That that's uh, I think what you guys are seeing is the beginnings of a reversal of that process. I think it's really cool. I want to feel what you're what you're saying, especially like you got up in the morning. The guy already had the fire going. You you wake to the smell of a fire. You're on the side of the mountain. It's very brisk and beautiful. You come out and you see the vista and you see the gentleman over there working the fire. And your life is somehow enriched by this experience in ways that you can't quantify with money. But you appreciate yeah. that guy and you appreciate what he's doing and you appreciate where he's coming from and you appreciate his family and you and you get to know that person and his village and, and he gets to know you and you can share in God's grace with each other and everyone is left better off. That to me is something I've Come experienced and, and I want to give that to everyone that I can, you know, like I want to pass that on, you know. Say again. I, th- I said that was beautiful. My name is Caleb Lawrenson, and I approve of that message. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I j- I've had those experiences where yeah. I got into a place that where my all of my senses were mm. unfamiliar with anything that's mm-hmm. around me, and when that happens, you you have you you have a sensory sort of like your senses open up to take in things that you've never known or seen. And that kind of stuff changes you. And it introduces you to yourself in a new way a lot of times. And I'm thankful for for what you guys are doing and for your courage to step out and for the things that the Lord's accomplishing. You know, we're collaborating with Jesus to add value. And to cultivate value, yeah. right? And uh, that, if we can keep that our main thing, if we can continue to realize and and focus on the fact that we're collaborating with Jesus, it's His grace that makes our progress possible, and we're working toward His ends. We're working toward the objectives that are for Him the main thing. This is beautiful, guys. Uh, tell me a little bit about some of the next steps that you're planning, what you hope for, what you're hoping for in terms of the the maturity and the development of the work that you're doing with the coffee. And then after we do that, we'll talk about, again, how to be in touch with you guys and then what we can pray for you about as we're as we're going forward. All right, Scott. Now I want you to dream with me, OK? <laughs> Okay, I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Right now, um, I've been, like, last time we opened the church inside of the detention center. We have 16 of them so far, right? 
Yes, so yes. In Thailand, we have 77 provinces. So what I plan to do to, is to open church to all 77 of them. Mm, yes. In the province all over Thailand. And wow. Right now, uh, this week, yeah, this coming up week, I'm going to open three more church uh-huh. in three detention centers in three of the worst provinces of Thailand. Two out of, what do you call that? People bombing. Have, it's, uh, there's religious conflict and ethnic conflict with a lot of bombing. Yeah. So I'm going to go Terrorism and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't. They don't uh, officially classify it as terrorism here in Thailand. But <laughs> I'm gonna go to three worst of the worst province of Thailand. But what what I'm doing right now with the coffee? Right now we have um, one, two, we have three detention centers so far that have a coffee shop mm-hmm. in the detention center. Ah, so right now three of them. Using all coffee mm. and train young people that are about to get released how to be a barista. So right now, three detention center is using all coffee in the detention center. Wow! Imagine this: when people come drink this coffee, they realize that it's an inmate that making coffee. Yes. And now these people ask, "Where does your coffee come from? It tastes so good." <laughs> and uh, imagine these young people look at them in the eyes and said, "This coffee come from my friends mm-hmm. who who was once lived among us, but now then they have a new way of life mm-hmm. because of Jesus." And this where this cup of coffee come from. Wow! Imagine what those people who drinking coffee. They not see this coffee as just a good coffee anymore. They see coffee as a value. Mm. And what Jesus is doing to to this life in action. So mm. me as to me, one day I'm gonna open a coffee shop inside every detention center of Thailand mm. and and train people who want to be a barista. And when they get out of the detention center, some of those who want to be a barista, I will find them a job, you know, yes. in, in a coffee shop. So that is my visions about what toward helping young people. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's uh, I, I'm. I think you're. You've got a big vision there, and I I applaud you. I. I I say bravo, you know that's that's uh yes, God. that's awesome. I, th- I I I thank you for being courageous yeah. in your pursuit. Obviously, the courage comes in, especially when the difficulties arise and and the obstacles become obvious to you that you've got to overcome. But you're already you've already done a bunch of that, and mm-hmm. you'll continue. I think the Lord's going to give you also more. You know, the the horizon represents our vision, right? So. You know, as we go further, the horizon changes and our vision is there's more available to us to see. Yeah. And I think as you're approaching the horizon that you already have seen, which you've are just stated to us, the Lord's going to open up mm-hmm. uh, new horizons for for your efforts. Yeah. And I just want to encourage you that there's even more and more as you're faithful and what the Lord's shown you. I appreciate 
what you're doing. And I'm thankful for your life. And also, it for me, it's interesting. It's a glimpse of cultural differences for us in the West. The way you characterize what's happening and the way that you see it, Pat, you're giving us a glimpse into some of the richness of Eastern culture that we ourselves don't know anything about. <laughs> I'm thankful for that, man. It's it's a blessing and it's a it's a part of the treasure that God put in the the people of that part of the world that is to be enjoyed and celebrated. So thank you. Thank you. I feel like I'm going on and on here. Sorry. You got excited. <laughs> I did. And beyond the there, you, beyond yeah. just Beyond the part about this opening of the training coffee shops and the supplying there, we're, of course, looking to expand to anybody who's interested in drinking and supporting the our project, partnering with existing mm-hmm. coffee shops and new coffee shops here in Thailand. And in the long term, you know, we would love to have shipping containers filled with high quality beans coming from these villages being sent overseas. Right. You know, just where we're able to help people move large quantities and reap the benefits all around. Sure. Absolutely. And I could see that opening up. And I think the Lord's going to give you guys some creative ways as well that maybe aren't the normal ways. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that I, I'm not saying I've got some of that. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know what it is, but I believe that he will. I receive so, it. Yes. And I think it'll become, as you continue to look in that direction, it's going to become, and I would like to come do a, do a tour with you guys. Yeah, I think that that might also be a, one of the ways that you yes. could get your, your message uh, into a meaningful in, encounter with folks is by taking people who yeah. basically are clueless yeah. and introducing them to the the yeah the French press on the stump over an open fire. Yeah, man, come on, man. and then come on. The, one of the things about our last trip that I was, it just we came in and the wonderful grandmas and aunts had been making multi-dish meals of their like traditional food. And they would, Mm -hmm. oh, we just got to sit and eat all this amazing food. And Mm. it was every meal. What Like literally I would drive there to have dinner, stay the night and go home and pay money to do it because it's so like, you know, <laughs> yeah. people, like travel to the Michelin star restaurant to have them experience yeah. Yeah. the food yeah. that they served us. And the experience with it was top notch. The chairs aren't, I mean, you sit on the floor, but sure. It's cool. So yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You're talking about the, the richness, you know, Wow. Go ahead. I said I posted a picture of the food on the on the 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 Instagrams. Yes, yes, and we can get a look at that. How are we going to find you on the Instagrams? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I am CJ Lawrence, and that's so creative. 
And keep keep it in mind, guys, that the Lauren Sen. Okay, it's the sweet. It's the it's the Scandinavian spelling. Okay, S E N. Yeah. Caleb and I have known each other a long time, and I have continually gotten that wrong. That's all right. But here we are. Here we are. We know now. Yep. And then we'll uh, be moving towards having some social media about the actual coffee stuff soon. We don't have a lot mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. but we'll have more in the future. Cool. And, and then on the Facebooks, you can find Mr. Pat Teeter, Pat or myself as well, and then email. But if you're interested, okay. in, like, yeah. trying, if someone is interested in trying some of our, of our coffee, we're happy to ship it to the United States too. So, right, yeah, and maybe maybe somebody's uh, uh, listening here, and and they have coffee connections. Yep. We want to make sure that you get a chance to reach out and have a conversation, yeah, well, Q and A, maybe a dialogue with you guys. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Just to revisit briefly, and then we'll we'll get off here. What we're talking about here is experiencing the richness of a people group yeah. and a way of life. Yeah. And that that to me is like you talk about the Michelin restaurant. That's like the Michelin restaurant, only it's the exact opposite <laughs> of the Michelin restaurant in a way that, you know, is equally rich. Absolutely. The intimacy, I mean, I love meal sharing. And so the intimacy of this kind of experience is, is unparalleled, for sure. Wow. I'm inspired, guys. And I, I'm because of that, I could keep going forever, but we're going we're gonna to not do that. <laughs> I would say, you know, if you can't enjoy this meal, you're going to have a really hard time at the marriage supper of the lamb. So you should, you should start <laughs> practicing now. <laughs> Oh, wow. You took it up a notch, bro. I completely get it. And I, you know, I, I think there's going to be some, uh, it's going to be a, what you're saying is it's going to be a cultural, a multicultural encounter at the marriage supper of the lamb. And I think we, we, we are missing that in terms of a lot of times the way we think about it, we don't need to miss that and we don't need to miss it in preparation either. So CJ Lawrence on Instagram, we're going to go pat, T Terrapat on uh, I'll, I'll link to you guys cool. uh, so that folks can find you. And if you're hearing this and you're you're feeling pulled, <laughs> you're feeling motivated. That's good. Uh, the Lord's the Lord's dealing with you, and He's drawing you to join Him and His efforts to add dignity and value that He's trying to add. So thank you guys for doing that. And thank you guys for being a good example. May God's grace and may his protection continue to be yours in your efforts. And I hope to see you before long as well. How about that? Yes. So Amen. let's let's plan for that. And maybe we'll get a little FX missions team together as things develop where we can come and kind of be participatory in this kind of uh, stuff that you're working That'd on. That'd be great. Anything else you'd like to mention before we go? Yeah, yeah. One, one, one more thing, Scott. I think what me and Caleb is doing right now, can it be called the business as mission? It could be called that. Yeah. You heard this before, like business as mission? Yes, yes. But if people are going to try to do what we do, is I advise you guys to be careful about one thing. It's actually two words come together, business and mission. 
I advise that you guys focus on the last word, is mission. Mm-hmm. Okay, because if you focus on too much of a business side, yeah, you will miss a lot of beautiful thing. If you focus on just mm-hmm. making money, we will be missing out on so many opportunities to show grace and love. You know, so mm-hmm. the word business as mission, I hope you guys focus on the mission, mission part. Yeah. And that's the most beautiful thing. Like if my life without mission, I don't know what I'll be doing to be honest mm-hmm. with God. So yeah. Yeah. I hope you guys gonna focus on the last word, which is mission. So if you guys interest on buying a coffee or try a coffee, I want you to focus on that word to mission because mm. of what we are doing right now. So um, if you want to try a coffee or want to come here on the mission, we welcome you, all of you. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Start. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Including me. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you guys for taking some more time here. Yeah. We'll back link to you in the, uh, in the publication of this podcast, which will be a few months out and we'll make sure that folks can get a way to get in touch with you. And thank you again for what you're doing. Praise God for the progress and where you're at at this point. And I, we also thank God in advance for the progress that's yet to come Mm -hmm. as he keeps us Mm -hmm. joining him fruitful in his mission. Amen, Pat. Amen. Thank you. Thanks, Fred. Yeah. Thanks, Caleb. And, uh, you guys, uh, We'll be in touch again downrange. As things develop, we'll have an update for you. And maybe an update from the field. Couldn't think of anything better than that. <laughs> so awesome. The literal. As for the little the literal field, exactly. So awesome. As for me, I'm Scott McClellan, and thanks for joining this uh, FX Missions production of From the Forefront podcast. In the show notes, there'll be links to get in touch with Pat and Caleb. If you need to get in touch with me, please do so at fxmissions.com. Until next time, I bid you have a good one. This podcast made possible through the partnership of Engaging Mission Show, bringing missions home, and encouraging you to hear a message, make connections, and take action. Find out more at engagingmissions.com. Thanks for joining us for the FX Missions podcast from the forefront. If you'd like to find out more about FX Missions, please do so at our blog, fxmissions.com. Quite a bit of content out there. We hope you enjoy it. Also, if you'd like to rate us on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use, we would really appreciate it. And find out more about today's guest at our Facebook page. Just search for From the Forefront on Facebook. If you know of someone who should be featured on From the Forefront because of their Forefront missions experience or exploits, please reach out to us at info at fxmissions.com. Thanks again for joining us. And until next time, I'm Scott McClelland, and you have a good one.